York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show. Here to give you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And we're here to talk Knicks. The Knicks unfortunately dropped to the Memphis Grizzlies 127 to 123. Jalen Brunson continues on his tear and gives you 30 points, 9 assists, and 5 rebounds. Julius Randle chips in with 14 points. RJ Barrett has a decent back a bounce back game with 22 points. The block nest monster Mitchell Robinson gives you 16.5 blocks, seven rebounds. And we had some nice contributions from Grimes and Cam, but all in all, we still lose. Give up 15 offensive rebounds. Two of the Memphis Grizzlies could not oversee, overtake the 12 point deficit in the fourth quarter and still end up losing. And we are going to talk about it all before we talk about it. You already know what it is. I have to introduce you to my guys. First and foremost is my man from the YouTube channel, of course. I call him the raw metaphor. It is the raw Hebrew remnant. What's going on, Raw? It's been a minute. How you doing? How you doing, JLs? What's up? Man, it's been a minute. I've been on vacation. It's been on a West Coast trip, so I know our schedules hasn't been really linking. But good to see you again, Dororo, man. Good to see yeah, you. Yeah, same here, man. Good to see you, buddy. Of course, you already know this is the Latin assassin, Mr. ESPN contributor, Mr. Posting and Toasting contributor, Mr. Deadspin contributor, also one of the hosts of the KOT show, my man, Lee. Escobedo, nasty, nasty. Appreciate it, man. Good here to be with you too. I think there was a silver lining to this loss, even though it was a brutal one. I'm excited to talk about it. Are right, you excited to talk about it? You know what? Let's go with it then, Lee. What do you think the silver lining of this loss is? Because I can think of one off the top. I can think of a couple actually. But what do you think is the silver lining of this loss? For me, it left a, a couple things uh, pretty clear. I think there's been some indecision on. Who should play more between iHeart and Sims? Who should start between Cam and and uh, Grimes? And who we should be building around, whether that be Randall, RJ, or Brunson? And for me, those questions were solidified tonight, even though I kind of felt like they were answered a little bit earlier in the season. I think Sims should always eat away at iHeart's minutes Absolutely. because of his athleticism, his ability to truly guard four positions, yeah. two through five. He's a very mobile lateral bin man who can actually get out to the perimeter and deflect uh, three-point shots. Mitch can do it only because of his length. Sims really has a footwork and the IQ to get out there and guard the perimeter and be able to switch when the ball starts moving. Uh, and as well, he's just as good of a finisher as Mitch under the post. I like Grimes as a starter above Reddish. Uh, I'm not sure how, how you guys feel. I heard a little bit of raw hinting at it. But to me, I think he dribble, He needs less dribbles and reddish to be in the flow of the offense he's a great catch and shoot uh player who brings great defense i think we really need defense at the guard point of attack more so than on the wing or in the post and grimes really gives that to you and him and mitch really played a job great in that first half uh, i thought slowing him down grimes just has a little bit better quicker footwork and doesn't need the ball in his hands over dribbling to be effective on offense uh and to me man this team is to be built around Jalen brunson 
not Randall, not RJ. Jalen Brunson's the easiest player to build around. He's clutch. The guy makes everyone around him better. And we should be looking at free agents, trades, and draft picks that maximize his abilities and clean up his deficiencies. I agree with most of what you said, like 95%. (laughs) 95% of what you said, I'm on board with. Or 98, pretty close, pretty close, pretty close. Well, what did you think, man? Um, I I definitely agree with Lee in terms of Jer. I would have liked to have seen more Jericho Sims tonight and less Hartenstein. Hartenstein seems to I don't know. He says his Achilles is inflamed, whatever, but he seems to have problems guarding people that are athletic. And so um, anybody he guarded, he, he cannot. He, his mind, you can see his mind. His IQ knows what to do, but his body can't do yeah. it. Uh, and so that that's a problem. And so I'm, I, that that's this year's Tibbs problem. We got to get with get over because Jericho Sims should be playing all those minutes to me, and I want to see him. And I think if we, I believe if we just saw more Jericho tonight, we might have been able to pull this one out because there was some crucial times when um, Hartsey just couldn't guard people and he couldn't he couldn't recover. And you know, he all he could do is kind of jump into people and. You know, it's just he just couldn't do it. So that's one. But I disagree about Cam. Cam, to me, is the better fit. Uh, that's why he finished the game, which he should have. Um, I'm not. This is no knock on Grimes. Like I said, I love Quentin Grimes. I think Quentin Grimes is a really important player for the Knicks going forward. But for the starting unit, I, I, I want Cam Meredith out there. His length, um, both him and Grimes did a good job on John Morant. Both of those guys did as pretty good as much as you can on John Morant. You're not going to stop him, but um, they did as much as you can do on a guy like that. But I, I like Cam's length. I like the way he can slash, and I feel like he's in the OB campus in that if you if he continues to get starters minutes, his jump shot's going to continue to fall. And so I just I just think he's a better fit with the offense. I agree with what Lee said in that um I don't know what moves to make. I am getting I'm getting impatient with how Randall allows people to be wide open. Yeah. Too often. There's yeah. just too often where he just doesn't know. It's almost like like if, if Randall was in his second or third or fourth season, I would say okay, he'll pick it up. But this is a guy in his eighth season and he still leaves guys wide open. He still is almost like he doesn't know where to be on the yeah. defense. And, and I can't, it's hard to see that because he's, he's a veteran. You, you should know where he's supposed to be, but he continues to leave guys wide open. And, and, and if they miss, it's because they just missed. He's giving them the shot a lot of times. So, and I, and I'm not taking anything away from him. Like, he hustled today. I like the fact that he didn't, you know, handle the ball as much. His turnovers, I don't think he had any turnovers. He had, he maybe had one, but I like that. And he got some tough rebounds, but the defensive end of the floor is lacking. If you look at the stats for the Knicks, right? So look, they had 30 assists tonight. They only had eight turnovers. Those are numbers that if you started the season and said, hey, the Knicks have a game against Memphis with 30 assists and only eight turnovers. You got a good chance of winning that game. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what what's the problem? When they were giving up too many open threes, they were giving up too many offensive rebounds. Um, and I felt like at times it only felt like Cam and Mitchell Robinson was playing serious defense to me. Um, so 
I, I don't know, and a couple of times, like, RJ kind of let his man go by, and then he puts Mitch in a bad yeah. position to stop RJ's guy. And so I, I just, you know, I, I'm just saying, like, I agree in terms of, I don't know what changes they would make. Um, I don't think they're going to trade Randall. I don't want to see them trade Cam Reddish or Quentin Grimes. So I don't think they would trade what they would do to improve the lineup. I feel, and this is the thing too. I I I, I love Jalen Brunson, but Jalen Brunson seems to think he's John Morant, and he's not. And I, and this is the thing. I, I told you we don't have a big three. Okay, so this is the thing. Everybody on Earth knew with less than a minute left when Memphis had the ball. Who was going to shoot that basketball? Everybody knew that, right? So everybody knew that Ja was going to shoot the ball, and you still couldn't stop him. You know why? Because he's a superstar. That's what they do, okay? Everybody on earth knew that Brunson was going to shoot. He had two shots at it, and he blew both of them. Same thing Friday night. He could have scored there. But to me, he's on the floor with four other guys that could score. So there's no need for him to, to try to take those shots like that. I don't like that. I think he should have looked to pass more at the end, made some RJ, Brand, any of those guys could have could have got a better shot than what he did. So I, I don't like I don't like and he missed those two chippies. He's just I mean, like I said, I'm not saying he's a scrub. I'm he's a he's the guy we need. I agree with Lee. I want to build around him, but he's got to he is not Jarwin Brand. He's not that superstar dude. He's, he's got to make yo, the guy. Raw unloaded the whole clip. I have like 600 things to respond to. <laughs> I try to keep track. I'm pretty sure uh, Lee's feeling the same way. He was responding to like 600 of those things he said. <laughs> so how much am I? Best? I agree with most of them. I agree with most of them. <laughs> I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with. Where do I even start? All right, because you hit. You covered a lot. I'm gonna start with Grimes and Cam. To me. When I looked at Grimes' pick and roll defense with John Moran, with Grimes and Mitch in particular, I looked at the, 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 the box score in the first half, and John Moran shot like three of nine or something like that, or four of nine. And for me, when I'm looking at Quentin Grimes' play defense in pick and roll, he contains him. He makes multiple efforts to go over multiple screens, and he seems to lose job less. He like Ja doesn't seem to blow by him a lot. Um, to me, I feel like today, I feel like he's done a better job. On, I'm sorry, this is my phone going off. I'm not sleeping. <laughs> he's done a better job to me on John Morant than Cam did. I feel like when Ja started to go off, it's when Cam was on him and he was kind of blowing by him a little bit. And also, Cam was more willing to switch and put. Brunson on him and I felt that was a little bit problematic in the fourth and it contributed to why John Morant started to go off not to say that Cam isn't a good um um defender because I think he is but I think the 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 matchups that favor Cam are the guys who are like a little bit slower and like the taller like a little bit taller but for like the quicker footed guys I think Grimes might be best suited uh, because even like if you compare Mitch's performance this game to the first time we played uh, the Grizzlies, Mitch was in foul trouble. And I feel like a lot of that is because we didn't have a guy who can contain 
John Morant in that point of attack defense. And I think Grizz, I think Grimes did a good job of that in that first half. So I don't really have a strong feeling either way on whether Grimes or Cam. I might have the slight edge towards Grimes, but it's, it's like very situational to me because I love the way Cam's is scoring and getting to the bucket. Um but I also love the way Grimes breaks down the like plays off of Brunson and kind of gets the ball moving with the group. So they both kind of bring something a little bit different that the starter unit could use. Um, I would edge out. I would say Grimes by like a little bit, but the right matchup to me in that for if the right matchup, I can easily switch up the cam if I go. But you know what? This is a longer guy. I can see, like, say, like a Middleton or something. I can see going more cam in a situation like that. I don't know. I'll give you you guys time to respond. He did a good job. I didn't feel like it was necessarily. I'm not saying Grimes didn't do a great job. He did uh, mm-hmm. guarding. It, it appeared to me Morant was really not trying to force things in the first half. Mm-hmm. He was. All of his teammates involved, and I thought that was brilliant. He's a superstar that's really understanding now. It took Kobe, it took guys like Ray Allen years to get what he got right now. In other words, he understands he does he can't carry the team, but he picks his spots. Right. And so I felt like, and I knew that the second half he was going to do that. He's going to come out starting to get more aggressive. So I don't think it would have mattered which one of those guys guarded him because he was going to do. I, you can't stop a guy like that. You're not going to stop him. Nobody is. But all you could do is make it difficult. That one shot that he made where he did the 360 in the air. Well, bitch, yeah. and still, see, what are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about that? That's about his So that's what I mean. Everybody in the world, and you still can't stop him. All, the only thing you could do is try to make somebody else shoot, you know? And that's what I, I when Brooks fouled out because I was like, okay, we got rid of him, so now we can get the ball out of Cam's hands. Let's make somebody else beat us because we. If you try to, if you try to guard him, to me trying to guard him one on one, you're asking for an impossibility. In the NBA, guys are so good, you just can't do that. Yeah, yeah, I got a few, I got a few responses to uh, y'all's great points. I agree with majority of what both of you said. I think that in this case, this game, that Cam Reddish, Quinn Grimes conversation situational. It really depends on the matchup. And in this matchup, with Jaw being a quicker guard that's close to the basket, I think Grimes would have been the choice I would have finished the game with. I also think Grimes is better in that starting unit because you got Randall, RJ, and Brunson. They're so ball dominant. They have a hard time playing off ball. You need someone to be the glue in that offensive set to be able to rotate, to catch and shoot, to stay in the corner, do the little things. And Grimes, I think, is better suited for that than Cam is, who is a better offensive player when he has the ball in his hands and going downhill. Uh, I think Grimes is a better three-point shooter as well. Brunson's no way on the same level as John Morant, but I do think he's the best player on this team. I think he's the most clutch option we had in the last couple of seconds of the game. And there's no one else in, in this game that I would have trusted more than him overall and situational to, to tonight against the Grizzlies. I thought he was getting what he wanted. The shots that he that he came up with were short, but that's really on Tibbs. I mean, Tibbs doesn't really have like end-of-game scenarios. We, we're not a team that has a lot of ball movement. We, we cut in more tonight than I've seen almost all season. We yeah. actually did our, our guards a good job of cutting the basket, and but that's an anomaly. Most of the time, it's just, hey, give the ball to our best player, whoever's hot, and just cook. 
in ISO sets and situations. And that's what Brunson was left to. There wasn't really, on a systematic side, Thibodeau doing magic on the sidelines, come out with great plays for someone to open. And even if they did, it's just going to be an RJ Britt three uh, or a Joyous Randall Britt three. So to me, Jalen Brunson, that was the best shot I think we had was him and ISO. It just didn't fall tonight. But the Grizzlies are a better team than us. I don't think there's any shame in us losing to them. And, hey, it helps the tank. So, you know, that that's my silver line overall. Yeah. I, I'm kind of with you, Lee. I mean, I know he's not an old John Morant, but he's Jalen Brunson. Like, that's, that's, yep. well, <laughs> like, he, he definitely, like, yeah, he definitely got the clutch game. But he, to me, coming off the thigh contusion and everything, I think I th- – I just took a, take a page. Look at what Jod did in the first half. He got everybody involved, and and Brunson was being aggressive. Yeah, but you know what? You got to get you got to get everybody involved. Man. You got you got to the ball's got to move a little bit. And they started doing it in the third quarter and the fourth quarter, especially. And that's why I felt like they started really piling up assists. But and they ran. I like the, the Knicks did something that teams usually do to them. They ran the same play, like three plays, three times on the floor. When you had you had Cam, I think it was Cam and RJ on one side of the floor, and then um, Brunson on the other side. Brunson would dribble to their side of the floor. They would run to the opposite side and then try to leave Brunson to work with Randall or um, Mitchell Robinson at high post. And I and I like they did that and it worked like it was working two out of three times they got something out of it so I like that they did that that they kept attacking with that play but like I said to me I still favor Cam I'm looking to me I'm looking longer term I'm thinking yeah Grimes is really good no doubt he can he can play I'm not there's no knock on Grimes he's a tremendous he has the potential he's not showing it yet but he has the potential to be a tremendous spot up shooter there's no doubt about that and I think he will in time but to me. The way that Cam at six eight can play the two or the three, um, he, he can slash. And I disagree with Lee. He he's very good off the ball. In fact, he got a couple of passes off the ball tonight, and it, he's very good at running off the ball. And so I, I like that. To me, it's just a matter of if this cat starts dropping that three ball or start dropping that jumper with any regularity. <laughs> I think I think we got an all star with him. That's why I'm really pushing for them to play him more. And that's why I don't think it's coincidental that Tiz left him in there with the starting four and him at the end of the game. Yeah, it, it, I, man. Oh, you go ahead, Lee. In, in a perfect world, especially tonight with the way R.J. Barrett's been playing, I would have set Barrett. I, I, I mean, if, <laughs> yeah, you, were, yeah, if you know what? Modern, this, if we had a modern coach this, with any sense of imagination, we would have seen already two or three games with Grimes and Cam Reddish. Yes, right. I agree with you. That's right. That's right. But, that's right. but yeah, not who we have. We, that's not who we have on the sidelines. We have, yeah. you know, Thibs. And Thibs be Thibbin. Thibs be Thibbin. <laughs> Yo, I said it. I said it on, um, I, I just said it. I tweeted that today in the fourth quarter because I was looking at, I felt like John Morant was, was, was getting by Cam Kenny pretty easily. But I also saw that. Cam was hitting the three. He was getting to the hole. He was causing problems. So at that point, you don't want to take Cam out. So in the fourth quarter, I felt like we should have uh, put Cam on Brooks, put Grimes on Morant, and yep. then see if we can contain that pick and roll like he was in the first half where we had so much success. Um, even though RJ actually had a pretty good game today. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, this is did, actually but, a pretty good game But you know what? You gotta, I mean, if you're looking at the eye test, I agree with Lee, man. If you could play Brunson, Cam, and Grimes together. What? I think we did better tonight. I don't know. Yeah. I think in that fourth quarter, yeah. 
at the Agreed. end of that game, I, if you had gave me those three guys, I felt a lot. I feel like I, I like our chances a lot better. I like Grimes our is a better finisher than RJ around the basket. Grimes is more of an a three D player. He has potential. Well, he is. He really is. He's a playmaker. Exactly. It's a secondary playmaker out there on the court. Man, he had some great passes under yeah. the basket tonight. He knows when to pass, when to cut, and when to shoot. He's a very high IQ player. I like him a lot. Yeah. He was working with Penny Hardaway. You heard him talking about it today. He was working with Penny Hardaway. And uh, it seemed like he he he, he rubbed off on him. And I, I want RJ to get that. It's not even a bash RJ day because he actually played good today. So I'm no, I'm him. not bashing him. But yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> to me, Cam is more talented. I'm just saying. I agree. I, I I just saying, I'm just saying Cam is more t- – I'm not saying yeah. RJ's a bad player. RJ's a really good player. But to me – I'm with you, I, Rob. I agree. I agree, if you too. Give me, if you t- RJ is now averaging 35 minutes a game. Cam is averaging 23. If you gave Cam Reddish 35 minutes a game for 20 games, I'm just saying. Yo, 100%. Just saying. Raw, just- I was saying that earlier, I think a week or two ago, when we – I was saying if you gave Cam the same type of shots that RJ is getting within the offense, there's a chance that Cam could be averaging 20, 20 on high percentage. Because yeah, yeah. he's finishing yeah. at a higher rate. He's shooting the standstill threes at oh a higher God. rate. And he, that's he, what he, we're he, actually he, wanting, asking RJ to do. Did you see that hero step with the finger roll, the George Gurren finger roll? Oh, yeah. my God. Pretty. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> God, they do. God, they do. <laughs> he got Pretty the boy. ice man. He got the ice man finger roll down, boy. Down, back. Oh, man. But man, you know what? You know what? Too. I'm, I'm, I want to bring this back to Jalen Brunson too, because um, I can see maybe he can pass the ball a little bit today because I do feel like they had Cam going and RJ. RJ is still a little shaky though. <laughs> I would have still, I would have seen this, but this game like this, you learn to put the ball in a guy like a young cat's hands and see what he could do. I mean, if he'd have missed the shot, we we lost anyway. You know what right. I'm saying? So I'm saying, I mean, um, I would have just liked to have seen Cam or RJ or, like I said, I I don't want Julius hoisting the three at that I don't. position. But I'm saying, I think we could have got in the paint with RJ or Cam. You know, we could, especially when it was thirteen point nine seconds left. In that scenario, you could get one of those cats into the – or Grimes, you could get them into the paint. And Julius, that's what his strength that He could have got – he could get an offensive rebound, right? But that's what I, that's what I want him for. But everybody in the world knew that that, that Brunson was going to try to shoot that shot. And I was like, dude, come on, man. I mean, yeah, the fadeaway not- left, I got you, but dude, come on. And that second one was a chippy. He should have made it. It almost yeah. – yo, I'm not – I can't even be mad at it, Raw. I can't. I, I've watched this team struggle so much on the offensive end, and like Brunson calls double teams, then they get the ball and they do nothing with it. I'm I'm not I'm not even super mad at it, and and it's funny because this is like the first year that Brunson is actually kind of running a team. So as a first year guy, where where he's the man and he's performing at like a all-star level whether he makes the all-star team or not he's performing at an all-star level like i could even kind of forgive some of those miscues 
Um, but yeah. most of the time, though, I don't mind him taking those shots because he scored no, seventeen he points like, in the fourth I quarter. Like the Knicks, I feel like they're all the whole unit is going to get better. Yes, I completely agree. Brunson needs time. This is the first time he's running a team. You know, this is his team now, so he needs time to be used to driving that car. I get it, but. I want him to also build up his teammates a little bit so that, see, it would have been good tonight if, let's say, everybody knew, like, oh, shoot, Cam could kill us. RJ might get us. We got to play them honest. Well, now with Brunson's footwork, I have no problem with him going one-on-one with somebody. Right. But everybody, when they're shading him knowing that he's going to shoot the ball, come on, man, you got to swing it a little bit. You got to get somebody else out there. Because I still like, I mean, say what you want. RJ was bully balling them tonight. Today he he could have got to the best. You know, I don't know. In, in, in camps, I don't say, it, man. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying is that it was spread. It's, it's the Julius Randle problem. Like every day, they had three guys shading him, and he's still trying to shoot. He got, he's got to he's got to be able to get that ball. Yeah, I gotta give Jalen Brunson a lot of props because not only is his first year running a team, he came to a team that's like built the opposite of his strengths. Yeah, it right. still makes so it work. So much three point shooting with the Mavs. That's right. This That's team, right. they're building, they're, they're literally building like project houses with as many. <laughs> as it's, it's atrocious, man. And not, not only that, but the defensive effort isn't there every game. They yeah. have a coach who depends solely on him to run the offense and really dictate the flow and get guys open and like draw plays on the court. That He's in the worst possible situation for a point guard to thrive, yet he's thriving. That's why I say build around this man, get this Absolutely. man some shooters. Get him a center who can shoot. Get Randall, you know, if it takes RJ, get these guys off a team and bring in guys that complement his skill set that are better than him too. So that he can be that who's second you, or third option, that second or third option in the NBA. Who would you suggest, Lee? Like, name a guy that, let's say they were going to trade, guy. who would you trade and who would you shoot, no pun intended, who would you target as a guy that would pair with Brunson and, and, and open up the floor for him? There's three. SGA, Anthony Edwards, and LaMelo Ball. Those are my three favorite guys that would be great in a backcourt with him because they, they complement his skill set and they allow him to sit without the offense and defense going stagnant. I don't think SGA would be available, but I do think that there's a possibility, not next season, but the season after next, I'm looking at LaMelo Ball for 2024. And I, and, and I don't know how much longer that like they didn't win got Gobert. Ant's got to sign his extension. That's always, to me, a, a hold-your-breath moment because if he doesn't sign it or if he decides he wants to go somewhere else, I really like that you know, possibility as well. So, yeah, that, I, I agree with you on that. You said SGA, Lamella Ball, and who else? Uh, and, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards? Yeah. Uh, SGA's not going anywhere. Yeah, he has, yeah, yeah. He of course. Has that's the that's NBA. They, like, uh, okay, gonna, he's getting better every fun. game. I love that yeah. squad. Solid coach, too. But yeah. – but Anthony Edwards and Lamelo Ball, that could be a situation where they're. Yeah, no, I can definitely I see Lamelo Ball in this season or next season. He's out of his element in in this small town, Charlotte. Man, he needs yeah. to guard. Yeah. So yeah, I, I match. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see that, and we'll, and we'll, whew, we'll be out of here because to, to think. Like, it's funny because I was looking at some cleaning the stat numbers for Jalen Brunson. I haven't checked in a while, but his at the rim stats have taken a dip. And it makes sense because we don't have the five out offense that other players have and that they had in Dallas. Uh, but that mid range area, he's God, like, all right, cool. I don't have to go to the rim. I can just stop right here, head fake you to death, pivot, pivot, floater. And he's yep. been killing it. And it's crazy to see how even he's starting to score over taller, longer guys. I feel like he was having problems at the beginning of the season. 
scoring over taller, longer guys. And as the season starts to progress, he's like, I can score over you too. Float, float, pivot. Float. All right, like, so let me ask you this. Master, this man. What, do you, what do you think if Anthony Edwards decided he wants a sign and trade to New York? He'd have to make that decision. We don't, we're not there yet, but he could. Then what are you dealing now? So you, you, if you're Minnesota, now think from Minnesota's perspective, what does Minnesota want? They want um, picks because they gave all their picks up to Uncle Ben. <laughs> they definitely want picks. They definitely want picks, but they're going to need salary match. Right. I mean, you have you still have Evan Fournier here, who who is a, a salary matcher. No, he won't be here next summer, though. I'm talking about next year. He won't be here next summer. Yeah, I mean, he, he should be good for salary matching, right? Because don't I mean, have, if, like, I'm, if I'm in Minnesota, I'm not giving it for. I'm not taking Evan Fournier. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, what I'm saying is, what? How many? How many years does Evan Fournier have on his contract? Is what I'm saying. He got one more after the, he has one more. That's what I'm saying. Is, isn't it? Or two more. I mean, two more including this season. After this season, he's he's a, he's a, he's expiring. That's what I'm saying. It's a team uh, option, right? So isn't that almost yeah. like an expiring? So isn't oh, yeah. in that yeah. sense, yeah. wouldn't that be like valuable? Over after yeah, nobody's gonna give summer? 19 million dollars for a four season. That's not gonna happen. But I'm saying is like if I'm Minnesota, I want four unprotected number ones. I want what they and then I and I want RJ Barrett. Yeah, and, give it to him. Yeah, quickly. So that might get it done. RJ quickly, Sims. They don't need any bids. They don't need like Mitch. Nah, and I'm contract. keeping Sims. I would say quickly and RJ. And four number ones. And I, I think that would get it done because that's the salary. Um, I would do that. I, I I would even go further. If they wanted Grimes, I would give them Grimes. If they want Obi, I would give them Obi. Anthony Edwards is gonna, in about two years is gonna be a top five player in the NBA. In my yeah, but you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta use some leverage. He could also just give the qualifying offer and, and leave. So we, we could we can we gotta use our leverage. I'm not get see I'm talking, I love the Don. He's just not gonna go in there and say whatever you want. Like no, 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 no. Well he almost did. He almost did in that spider trade. Those so initial offers So I'll ask you guys a question. What what's the because before people weren't willing to give four number ones, but now you're saying give four number ones. Why four number ones? Anthony now Edwards. For- oh yeah, Anthony Edwards. I would not for. I wouldn't do it from Spider. I do it for Anthony. Exactly. Edwards. Mitchell's here. Anthony Edwards is here. Yeah, they're just they're, they're different tiers. Yeah, yeah. Just check. Yeah, I, I, because I, I, Anthony Edwards to me is is. I mean, Mitchell is really good. Don't, don't get me wrong, but I'm saying Ant is like. I'm with you. He, he's on that John Morant tip. Yeah, I'm saying. That's that dude. So, um, yeah, I, I would definitely, I would do it for him. <laughs> I, I see the chat getting upset that we're giving up on RJ. I'm not, not giving, giving up. No, no. See, I'm, not, I'm not giving up for anybody. Why is so, so, so here, let's wait. Is you want RJ or you want Anthony Edwards? Talk to me. <laughs> if I, I'm not giving up on RJ, I'm getting a better player. So, talk to me. Do you want Anthony Edwards or do you want RJ Barrett? Who Anthony, do you, you want? Not even close. That's what I'm saying. So you're telling close. me, I mean, so to me, and that's why I'm saying I'm not going to clean my covers for this cat, but I will give them all of these picks and I will give them RJ. And like you said, I might throw in quickly with that too. So if you're telling me I can get Anthony Edwards with that package, I'm not thinking twice about that. We're doing it. And here's the thing. We have, we still have Jalen Brunson here who's going to, it's yeah. like, it's a one-two punch at this point. Because exactly. oh now you and have Jalen Brunson start, on a cheap contract. You're going to start either Cam or Grimes. 
Now with Anthony Edwards? Oh my God. No, so now no, you got no. shooter, shooter. Finals. Finals. That's Finals. not even, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm talking about because at this point, how long they got to keep Gobert for? They, what, what, what is it, like two more seasons at his tremendous salary? I don't even know. But, you know, I, they, they, they got to make that work. So you got Cat, you got Gobert. You know, you got to make that work. So to me, if Ed is like, I'm out of here, I'm, I'm tired of cold Minnesota and losing and being out here with these Ubers, get me to New York. So, okay. So to me, I'm looking in two years. I'm not really looking right now, but two years from now, I, I'm and looking at Melo or Anthony Edwards. I can see that. Because I, if I'm Sam Preston, there's no way in hell you're going to get. Agreed. Yeah, you're agreed with that. I'm telling you, you're not getting him. And I, and to me, him and Josh Giddy, that's my future right there. And so you still got um, a nice cast around him. Plus, you give me homegrown for 20 minutes a game. I, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with that. And I think that Minnesota would be open to it if Anthony Edwards' body language is worse than it's already been. Yes. Yeah. If his stats start going down, and they realize that this team has hit their ceiling the same way that Utah did, the same way that Phoenix is doing right now, that Portland's on its way to doing. These teams eventually have a ceiling. Once you hit it, you never break through. Yeah. I mean, you're either you a contender, a championship winner, or you're in that spot for four or five seasons. Right. And they're looking into a lot of salary with guys that can't get much better on offense. Dan right. Russell passes prime. Go Bear. No, super just imagine LaMelo Ball running the floor with – Mitchell Robinson, oh my god, and Obi Toppin. Yeah, Lamelo will be my dream. Man. Oh my gosh, Lamelo and I think Lamelo oh. under Tibbs would be a problem because be I know problem, I know you guys man. hate Tibbs, and y'all don't think he does anything good. But I don't know about that. But, I mean, not you, not you in the not not Raw and Lee. I'll talk about maybe not even people on our channel, but there's people out there who believes that Tibbs is absolutely useless. And he hasn't told anybody anything, which is completely false. He has his problems. If I had a toy pipe, man. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing that Tibbs does is, listen, he can get guys to play defense. Like Cam Reddish, believe it or not, he's playing better this season with the Knicks. And he's kind of playing more disciplined. So you you give even still that and a guy like LaMelo Ball, who is that height to height and length, and who really should be a switchable guard. I think Tibbs can do wonders with LaMelo Ball to just kind of teach him the basics on the defensive end, man. I'm not worried. This year's team, I'm looking at, a you know, to me, a work in progress, like you said, with let Jalen get used to running this thing. And uh, I just wanted to see him. It's a, you know, really, honestly, it's a small, because I felt like we might have won the game tonight if Sims would have played more. Me too. And if, if he could have got these guys more involved, as much as he could. Like, like I said, I'm watching John and I knew he was holding back. It wasn't like they were just locking him up. He was holding back. He had like nine assists in the first half. And so he was holding back. And I'm like, okay, I know in the second half he's gonna start taking over. And that's exactly what he started doing, man. <laughs> so it, it, a superstar like that 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 has that kind of IQ, man. Yeah, it's I want to give a shout out to L Marshall in the chat, always with the un- underrated takes. And they said RJ. Rando don't fit and then Roberto Rivera Jr. chimed in and seconded that. I agree, man. I think that's a huge part of why this team oh, yeah. is so low. There's just too much overlap in where Randall yeah. and RJ are both successful on the floor that makes it hard for them to complement each other and for the offense to run smoothly, as well as that inconsistent jump shot and three-point shot from both of them as well. 
I think either one or both need to go in order for the rest of the team to reach their full potential, most notably Reddish and Obi Toppin. No, I, I agree. I mean, I, I would, in that scenario, I'm keeping the young guy, keeping RJ in that scenario. Yo, imagine, imagine, guys, <laughs> if we were 15th in the NBA in three point shooting. Right. Imagine if we were in the middle of the pack. We might be like top two in the East. Right. <laughs> I, I think it's going to get better, though. I, I really do. I think it, it does this with the Knicks all, every year. So I think it's going to get better. I just I, I just feel like it's going to progress. And so I'm just, you know, it was a tight game tonight. To me, both games, the game tonight and the game Friday night against Portland, two tough games. The Portland game, you know, that's the throwaway because there's no way in hell they should have got 23 more free throws in the Knicks. But yeah. that's another thing. But this game tonight was a tough game against a very good, like Lee said, they're a better team. And so they're, they're a very good team. They're, they're a challenge in the West. And so we, you know, we went toe to toe with them into overtime. So, I mean, yep. not overtime, but, you know, we went toe to toe with them. So, what do you think? What do you guys think? Hold on. I'm about to go to a whole other topic. I forgot Reaper was on the line. Reaper, he was on the line for a minute. We was going off on a whole tangent going. <laughs> but, yo, Reaper, before we get into the next topic, because I want to talk about Mitch for a second. Um, Reaper, let us know what you want to talk about, man. Hey, thank you guys for taking my call. I think I'm going to say some stuff I think people are not going to really like on this call. But uh, first, I think the reason why we're losing these games is like, I think we sat, we sat Fournier. Uh, I think the last, he didn't play, he hasn't played since the OKC game. I think that was the first game he sat. Mm-hmm. All the games that Fournier played, I think we're giving up, from the look of it, I haven't actually done the average. But it looks like we're giving up like maybe one fourteen or one sixteen a game. Since Fournier has sat, we're giving up one twenty a game. I'm not saying uh, Fournier back in the lineup because <laughs> he's not like you know he's clearly not a good defensive player. The problem is RJ and Julius. Those two guys are the biggest problem on defense for this team. They feel like it's. There's something weird going on. They're just not committed. I'm not. I'm not going to try to get in their head and try to make predictions about like you know, um, you know. But they're just not committed to the, on the defensive end. And if you have like let's say Jalen Brunson, he's like the one person that like who really is not like you know does, doesn't have the tools. Everyone else in that lineup can play defense, but. <laughs> I think it's just, you know, RJ and Julius are just not consistent. They're very sporadic, and they basically – they're just not playing good, you know, NBA-level defense. That's pretty much what it is. Um, but, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. And then the one other thing I just wanted to say, this is basically in terms of roster construction. Now, because for whatever reason, it's clear that RJ and Julius, the commitment to defense is not there, right? So, basically, now you have – uh, Julius, I'm sorry, you have Jalen, not a good defender. RJ, not a good defender. Julius, not a good defender. So now it leaves you to like with like what Grimes and and Mitch, and that's it. So you only want have one defender on the perimeter, and then one person in the paint. That's not going to work. And so then what this pushes the team is, it's crazy. But the team they may have to seriously look at. They'll have to look at basically between RJ, Julius, and Obi. Two of those three may get traded, I think, over the next year or so. Because you can't have that many people that don't play defense on your team. You just can't. And so that's pretty much what I have. Sounds crazy and might piss some people off, but let me know what you guys think. All right. Thanks for thanks for calling, Reaper. 
What do you guys I, think I, of I, that? I agree with him, but for the different reasons. Like, I think he is saying what we just said in terms of RJ and Randall not fitting together, right? So, mm -hmm. and, and for me, I'm going to go with the younger player because he has upside. So I'm going to I'm going to trade Randall if I can. And I've been saying that I would I'm going to trade Randall and 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 give Obi more minutes because Obi play RJ plays better with Obi in my opinion. And so you get more minutes for Obi, you get open up, and then I'm going to get give me another four that's a backup. Give me a backup four that I can get in here that's not going to challenge Obi for the starting job, but it's going to be solid. You know, get. Jay Crowder, give me somebody that can back up Obi and play good defense. So I feel like the overall defense will improve once Randall's gone because Randall's got a lot of cachet with the team. He's a veteran and he just gives up too much on on, on defense with certain plays. It just he just gives up too much, and so um, I feel like the team would be better if he was moved. But you know, I don't think they're going to do it. I wish they would, but I don't think they would. I think this summer when the Donovan Mitchell negotiations were happening, there were a lot of Knit fans, including myself, that were a little delusional about R.J. Barrett's worth. And I think at that point, the perspective I had wasn't jaded by the contract. He was still on a rookie scale deal. I was thinking about the 20 points per game, thinking about the potential, the ceiling. And I, I, to me, I, I thought he was untouchable. But I never really openly said that, but I, that was my feeling. I, I think <laughs> this, the start of the season has, was really healthy for a lot of Knit fans to come back down to earth and become a little more sober-minded when it comes to R.J. Barrett's worth and be able to discuss the, the option of trading him when the Packers calls for it. I'm 100% mm -hmm. with Raw. I, if I have an option between the two, Randall's going out the door first. I've been very open and vocal about that. Even though I think tonight he played better than what the stats even show, not on defense, but offensively, limiting his shots uh, and not chucking too much. But I would always trade him over R.J., but I no longer think that R.J. is a cornerstone or the first option or who we should be building around my perspective has shifted based on the eye test to Jalen Brunson and the stats just happened to back that up. Yeah. Who's going to give me what is, is really what I'm thinking at this point. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Because they, it's, it's weird because they're both kind of getting kind of similar at this point. But like Ross said, RJ does have the, he is younger. So there is a chance that he can kind of break out of it. I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier about, uh, actually, Kimball Walker, a guy who was a 20-point scorer, wasn't super efficient um, from three or from the field, but became that later on, like four years later. So that can still happen for RJ, but it hasn't happened for RJ just as yet. So maybe that can happen. Maybe with a lighter load and uh, a coach who's going to hold him accountable, maybe he can start to turn. Um, but like you guys said, he, he isn't really untouchable anymore. To me, my my whole mind is like Jalen Brunson's the now the untouchable in the one. He actually has probably the best value contract on the team right now. Agreed. Yeah, he's gonna be Yeah. The, the sound um went out on you, Ro. I don't know if you heard him, Lee. Or was it just me? No, I didn't hear him either. Oh, sorry. I said I said it's gonna be of even more value when the salary cap goes up. Exactly. Like the salary cap goes up and his contract goes down. Isn't he making like twenty four million or twenty two million in his final year? Or something crazy. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's going to go down as he as the years go by. Yeah, so yeah. it becomes more because he's a bargain. He really is a bargain. Super bargain. The, the crazy thing to me is the five guys I think are the most pivotal. Uh, that's the word I'm going to use. Pivotal is Brunson, Cam, 
uh, Grimes, Sims, and Obi. Those are the five guys that I would hold on to with the, the tightest grasp and really not try to include in any deal if possible. Because I think those guys have the highest worth and are the most affordable deals as of right now. And Mitch was great tonight. But I think with Sims emerging, Mitch could be tradable given the right circumstances. You already know how I feel about you already know how I feel about Mitch. <laughs> Me and Ron on man. this one. <laughs> Me and Ron. I would rather trade I would rather trade Hartenstein, but Hartenstein's not gonna return a value than Mitch is no. gonna return. Here's my thing about Mitch, and this is why I love Mitch. Today, when you play these big gorilla bohemian centers in in uh Capella in even Nurkic, even though Mitch, I, I give him a little slack because he was just getting back. Um, and Steve Adams today, Mitch is to me is the only guy who can actually play pick and roll defense and then put up a, a fight with getting rebounds and like stopping two people at once. Sims, Sims a great rebounder too. Yeah, and today, well, even the first half, they only got two offensive rebounds in the first half. The second half, I don't know what the hell happened, but mm-hmm. um, Sims. I love Sims, and to me, when it's time to deploy Sims is when you have these teams who want to pass a lot, and you need to switch, and you need your sense of the guard to one a lot more frequently. Like, Mitch can do that in spots, but that's Sims' bag. So when that's it comes to that, the, go yeah, Sims. Yeah. When it go to these big behemoth centers who are like seven feet, 250, 300. Uh, but Jalen, there's only like three of those guys. and There's 30 teams and only three centers like that. Sims yeah, is more, they, they, they is more habitable than higher Adams, they, they had one tonight, Adams. You know, yeah. that's, that's a guy. That's a guy that would would have given us fits. But I think Mitch Rob matched up pretty well with him. But the sure. thing is, I, like I said, I, I just like his length. I think you know, just I want to let Mitch Rob finish his career in New York. That's a guy I want to keep. I just want to keep him and finish his career in New York. But everybody else, yes, I'm keeping. I want Obi, Cam, Brunson. Grimes, I'm building around those guys, and and I want and I want to keep them because um, to me I love RJ and I'd like to have RJ finish career in New York because he wanted to be here. But it, to me, realistically, if you're going to get a guy like a Lamelo or a guy like Anthony Edwards, you got to give up something. And so RJ is that guy to me that you're going to give because if I'm the if I'm the GM of one of those teams and I'm losing my superstar. I got to get some stuff back. I can't go to my fan base and say, okay, I got a bunch of picks for him. No, I need a player. I need somebody that I, that I can go. You know what, guys, though? I'm looking at RJ and Randall. Like, realistically, I don't know. Who do you think has high value right now? Like, that's actually a good conversation. Well, I'm not, see, I'm not looking at RJ right now. If you're looking at Randall right now, I don't know what you're going to get from him. I'm not saying you can't get anything from him. I don't know. I'm saying I don't know. But, I'm not looking to trade RJ right now. I'm saying right. these guys were talking about Anthony Edwards or Lamelo Ball. That's not going to happen for a year, two years, you know. No, but I feel you. But I'm yeah, saying yeah. with Randall's contract, Randall has already started his contract. Um yeah. he's actually is this the first year. Hmm. Is this the first year of Randall's contract? Yeah, I think this is the first year of Randall's contract. Yes. RJ's hasn't even started yet. I was reading somewhere like a week ago, especially right after that Denver game. Um, the GMs were looking at Randall like, oh, okay, like, Rand, like they, they, his value has actually been rising. I'm not sure what that value looks like now this week, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I know I'm just wondering years down the line if both of these guys stay with the same production, 
would GMs rather go for Randall or RJ? I, I kind of feel like they might go for Randall. Well, I think this year they'll go for Randall because they know that RJ's just signed a big deal. The Nets are not putting him on the market. But That's what I'm think, saying. Yeah. yeah I, think, I, I mean, and I, and like I said, I'm not looking for a huge return from Julius Randall either. I just want I just want a backup four and, you know, some matching salary, some expiring salary. That's right. all I need. I mean, and I'm good. I mean, you know, give me, I mean, what? Uh, Dario Sarge. Give me. Sure. Um, give me Markeith Mars. Give me back Taj Gibson. Give me give me Noah Von Lee. I need a backup four. Juancho Hernandez. I, I'll take a backup power forward, and I'm starting Obi. I just want that guy, whoever he is, to be a veteran that can play some defense and give me some rebounds yeah. and shoot the three. Yeah, yeah, yeah it'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, I, I'll, I, I will die on this hill. I don't think that Mitchell Robinson is untrade is untouchable. If we are in a position, we're where we are right now, where it's about development, that we you know we're a mid team, as we've been talking about on, on Twitter, back and forth. I, I believe the Nets are mid right now. They're not super bad. They're not super good. They're right in the middle. Keep Mitch. But if we if we're able to get a guy like Anthony Edwards and we're starting to look around the lead on how do we best utilize his skill set, what's the best kind of player to put around him, and we find a stretch five like Zubak or whoever it is that's a better complimentary player, that the stats support that, the analytics support that, the, the eye test supports that, Mitchell Robinson should be open to be traded because he is limited offensively and he is injury prone. And I don't know if I want to go into a finals run dependent, and I wish to talk far ahead of time, but I just want to have this conversation with you because I respect your opinion. I don't think he should be considered off the table when Sims provides a lot of the same things he does in terms of high field goal percentage around the rim elite rebounding both on the defensive and offensive side. He's not the rim protector that Mitch is or defensive stopper, but he can be that. On a better contract, the center position is the least important in today's modern NBA. I would consider him uh, tradable if the right trade presented itself. I'm still not sold that a stretch five wins championships in the NBA. I'm just not sold on that. Draymond to me, Green. we lost this game tonight on the defensive end of the floor. So I, I still... I'm not worried about the stretch five. If you give me somebody that's a better defender, I don't see him out there. So I'm and to me at 60 million, Mitch is also a bargain. So I'm keeping him. I'm not getting rid of him. But the the last couple of championships have been won with stretch fives. Brooke Lopez, Mark Gasol, Draymond Green. Wait, wait, wait. Brooke Lopez is uh, not even like that championship was won with Middleton and Giannis. Right. But at the center position, we're talking about. Yeah, but the I'm saying that he wasn't all stretch fives. Real, I mean, yeah, but I, but they weren't. I mean, they weren't no. I don't think that they were that key in those championships. All but, of them were. Give me somebody. Who else did you say? Draymond Green for the Warriors, super key. Oh, Mark Gasol for the Lakers, super key. Brook Lopez for the what? Super key. All all stretch fives. Here's the thing: Draymond Green is like six seven. Come on, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking it's about a big man. I'm talking about Draymond Green, and Draymond Green's a special player. I mean, he's really sure. is. those guys will come around. And, and and let me tell you something: if Draymond Green wasn't on that team, they'd still win rings. They'd still win rings. So no. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, not the no, early. I wouldn't say that. Not the who early. Won chip, who won the chip last year? Golden State. Golden State won. Did they win because of Draymond Green? Partially, not as much as the early championships, but partially. Yeah. There's more Wiggins and Kevon Looney, sure. Kevon Looney played more of a role to me. And who won the year before that? Was Listen, it um, Milwaukee? Milwaukee. Brooke Lopez. Yeah, I don't know. And Bobby Portis. I'm not, I'm not, to me, I'm not trading Mitchell Robinson because I can get Brooke Lopez. 
somebody like him. I, I need something. I'm not doing that. No, I'm, I'm, saying I'm, the, I'm not saying that's the one to one though, Raw. I'm not saying that that's a trade that you make. I'm just yeah. saying that a modern NBA has shown you don't need a big tree in the middle like you used to. The stretch five has been winning championships as a starting center for championship teams. That's all I'm saying. I'm not. No, I'm not buying that. I'm not. I'm just not. Uh, to, me, so. I, I, to me, Brooke Lopez is not my example of a stretch five that wins me championships. He's one of the I'm best three point shooters in the NBA, especially at his position. How bro, can he do bro, Come on, man. Bro, bro, come on. You got Giannis Antetokounmpo is arguably yes. one of the top players in the world. Come on. Agreed. I can't. Listen, man. Only talking about the center position Lopez, right now. You put Brooke Lopez on any other team, and they're going to win 17 games. I can't agree with Lee, man. I mean, oh, I've been wanting to stress five here for. I want. Okay, I agree with Lee in the fact that stretch fives do help in the NBA, especially when you have guys who like to live in the paint heavy, like Jalen Brunson. And if we're going to build around Jalen Brunson, um, I can see uh, having a stretch five here helping our our long term success. But like the thing, the thing, the tricky part about the stretch five is is the right stretch five. Like this, yeah. like Hartenstein was like the guy who we wanted here to be the stretch five for us because he could play defense and he could hit a three. And then he's turning out not to be not good at defense as we thought. And the three is not falling. It's just, it's, it's, it's just one of those things where a good stretch five seems really hard to come by. I don't consider Draymond Green a stretch five. And I don't consider Brooke Lopez, they could have put Bobby Porters or Brooke Lopez or any Kalup in there and it would Giannis and, and Middleton and they still want. You, so you know yeah. you know what I would say Draymond is, even though he's not stretch five, he was able to guard centers and hit a, a three. No, he's a defensive a player of the year. Draymond Green's no. a defensive player of the year. Right. But he's a unique guy at six seven. That's all I'm saying. He's a unique but guy. It's I the mean, same it, skill it, set it, as a stretch five. You like can you guard yeah, centers yeah, and hit a three? Look, the ultimate stretch five is the Joker. That, that's the ultimate stretch five. And and he ain't winning nothing. So I, I'm trying to say, you're talking about, yeah. to me, the, if you want to talk about stretch five that, that somebody would want, you're talking about the Joker. That's the guy that you want at the stretch five position. But, it, it, but if we had a stretch five, the stretch five would not be one of our top three players. It would be like what Burke Lopez was, what Draymond was, and what Marcus Gasol was, the fifth best player in the starting five. If our stretch five is the fifth best player on the team, we are winning a champion. Do you agree that Clay Thompson is one of the 10 best shooters in NBA history? Yes. And do you agree that, that, that Stephen Curry is probably the greatest shooter in NBA history? Yes. That's why they won. Forget Draymond Green. I'm trying <laughs> to tell you. Draymond Green is also one of the reasons why they won. I mean, yeah, he's a blue guy, but you know what? He's a blue guy with superstars. If you're telling me you're going to bring to New York some cat, let's say he's the fourth best player. In New York, we don't have that. We don't have Stephen Curry. We don't have uh, a Clay Thompson. We don't have Giannis. My if we had one of those guys, I would say, okay. If we had that guy, I'd be like, okay. But see, look, you got the Joker, two-time MVP with Jamal Murray. You got you got Michael Porter Jr. You got you got players over there. They had Jeremy Bro. Grant playing a supporting role, and they could not get it done. I am not convinced that the stretch five is all that important. I want I want wings. If you give me a wing that can shoot now, that's different. Okay, Bro. but I need I need a, I need the block next monster in there to get me a stop in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. That's what I need. I don't need a a, a guy running out to a three point line. 
my stretch five comment is predicated 100% on us having a superstar on the team. Oh, I'm not okay. saying, you add, okay. I'm not saying okay. you add a stretch five on this roster is currently constructed and we're winning a championship. Hell no. Oh, I'm okay. okay. The way okay. that the championships have been won in the last six to seven years have been with a stretch five at center, not a player of Mitchell Robinson's player profile. That's my argument. I'm not well, saying you I add mean, Lopez on his team and win a chip. Hell no, that's not happening. Yeah, because I mean, I'm not buying the Bucks as an example or the Warriors because that's not why they all have stretch fives. But I mean, so you got the Lakers, Marcus um, stretch five. He wasn't protecting any rim at that point. Here's the alternative, right? So, so really, Marcus so too. Can I ask a question? Realistically, what about Cleveland, the Cleveland Cavaliers? I, I see Golden State, but that was that was Durant in them. So then, I mean, the San Antonio Spurs. What stretch five would you target? I don't care about a stretch five. I'm just Dallas Junis. Valentunis is the Valentunis. only this that's the guy that comes to mind is Valentunis. I was actually talking about him. Is he he's year. on the Wallies, right? Yeah. Right. That's like the only cause to me, like I was looking at Mo Bamba uh last season for potential, not to replace Mitch, but to come off the bench and then have like that possibility of him growing into that. But to have a real strong stretch five that can play defense is really hard to come by. It seems, which is why I value Mitch. And the alternative to me is you, you, you play Mitch, you play Sims, and then, and in certain situations you go small. You know what I'm saying? And you, but from the Clippers, Al hmm? Horford, and the Boston Celtics. There are many. There's about eight or nine guys out there who are stretched five. How many? How many championships? All that. How many chips does he have? Who? Al Horford. How many championships? Zero. But that's not his fault. Oh, okay. Um, Al Horford's like. Fault. Wait, wait, but he played with two superstars. That's not his fault. I, I had to, I had the Warriors win it all last year. And no, he does not play with two superstars. Yes, he, he plays does. with two very good players. Oh, That's man. Jason Tatum is a superstar, See, bro. Here's the thing with the Celtics. But here's the thing with the huh? Celtics. The Celtics almost won Alpha Horford, but they also had Robert Williams cleaning up a, yes. a lot of mess for them. So yes. what I'm saying is, like, I'm, not, I'm not convinced that uh, a stretch five is all that is all fire that we got to go get one. I like the fact that we, to me, defense wins championships. It's always been that way, and even in the modern era, yeah, it's the perimeter, not the post. That you have got well, to be able to wrong. get a stop when you need some. What, what what NBA champion won a what a title in the last eight years with a a big tall center that doesn't shoot threes and it's like Mitchell Robinson? I'll wait. What big what big tall center? The Toronto Raptors. No, they had Mark Gasol at center. Yeah, Serge but he wasn't—he wasn't killing it with no threes. Yes, he was. He barely walked. Yes, he was. That's all he did was shoot threes. All he did with Toronto not was shoot threes. Raptors, not on the all Raptors. he did was shoot threes. You, you know who the Cleveland Cavaliers had at center? Kevin Love. No, no, it's that cat that used to be on the Knicks, man. What was that Russian dude? Mozgov. Timothy Mozgov. Mozgov. That's right. And that's how Mozgov got paid. Got... No. Oh, argument over, bro. <laughs> what? That's what I'm trying to tell you. They, 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 who nah. did stretch five? That's this all I'm saying. Dead, <laughs> who did stretch five? Who was the Miami Heat stretch five when they went back to back? Who was the stretch five? Shane Batty or Chris Bosh. They played him. They Chris Bosh was the stretch five. Yo, yeah. They played small ball. Yeah. I just now, if you're gonna go, like I said, small ball, like with six, seven, a Draymond Green type dude, you can go that way. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm with that. I mean, if you want to do it that way, 
I don't have That's a problem. That's what I'm with saying. That. I'm, I'm saying, but, but to me, you gotta win some. You gotta play some defense, baby. You gotta come up with some defense. But their last team to really employ a big defensive-minded center that didn't stretch anything was a 2011 Dallas Mavericks with Tyson Chandler. They were the last ones that won with a center who didn't stretch anything. They played a traditional four and a traditional five and won a championship. Everybody mentioned Dwight Howard. Was Dwight Howard on the Lakers when they won that chip? Yeah, that was that was no. They didn't win with Dwight Howard. No, the no. backup. Okay. He was a backup on the bubble team. Yeah, who was their last? Who was their starting five? I'm just trying to finish. Well, you had. I'm just trying to say, who is that? AD. Who is I know it was LeBron, obviously AD. Who else is there? I'm just really, I'm trying to find yeah, Dennis Schroeder or yes. something. Who did that? AD. Oh, yes, Kuzma. Right. Oh, Kuzma. right. They had JaVale McGee off the bench, too. Right. That's right. JaVale McGee. That's right. That's right. You know, I could have sworn. finished with AD at the five, though. You know, you know my biggest pack TV, though? My, the argument when they said we, we don't pay. They act like Mitch is getting paid some astronomical amount of money. And a man is making no, like not. $12 he's million. Not. Dollars he's not. And it's four he's season. not, man. He he's definitely. really he's not. not. a great deal. Because they were like, well, okay, so and I asked this question on Twitter. Let's say we trade Mitch, right? Sims is getting the minutes. Now Sims' value is up because Sims can ball. He he's like a top tier athlete in the in the NBA. It's time to pay Sims. Are you gonna pay Sims? Well, you got him in for three years, right? Right. Is yeah. he like three years, six million? Right. I'm talking yeah. about three years from now. It's time to pay Sims. You you get rid of Mitch because everybody wants to get rid of Mitch, right? You get rid of Mitch because he costs too much, right? Fourteen million, fourteen million. It's way too much. Whatever. He doesn't he, he's on a great value deal? Right. He doesn't cost too much. I'm just asking a, a hypothetical question. Okay. You trade Mitch. It's now time to pay Sims seventeen a million a year. Are you going to pay Sims? Yeah. Sure. No. Yeah. Why? I, why? I'll pay why, why is that? Why is that? Um. Because, why do because you pay you Sims in years? Mitch? Because you have three years where he's on his rookie scale contract, and you're able to allocate those funds elsewhere for guys who, who you can pay on the wing in the backcourt to support the, the contender you're building. Like I said, these are only in the world we're contending, not in the mid stage we're at right now. Keep the guys you have, keep developing, try to find that star. But if we get that star, now you build around that player's strength and weaknesses, and that might mean bringing a stretch five opposed to Mitch. That's all I'm saying. I'm wondering if um, – see, Mo Bamba's not even starting on Orlando. That's the thing. I know because you know what it is? Bobo has turned into Black Victor. Yeah, Bobo is balling, man. Bobo yeah. turned into Black Bo- Victor. So now Bobo is balling. They got like balling. 600, seven-foot dudes who can ball now. <laughs> it's true. No, for real, though, because they start uh, Wendell Carter Wendell right. Carter at the center. And they start Bobo at the four. Man. So is where's where's Mo Bamba getting minutes now? Like there was a stretch yeah. where he was hitting threes and yeah. blocking shots, and now yeah. you got Black Bobo. Why are you gonna play him now? You might as well yeah. move him. I, I don't know, man. You can shoot. Bobo is <laughs> doing work, man. That's all I can say. He's doing work. <laughs> Yo, I like to see it because I liked him coming out of Oregon, but I thought he would have an injury issue because he's so skinny 
and then he hurt his foot, and that that chased everybody away. But as far as talent, uh, there was no doubt this cat could play. And so now he's getting. I'm just glad to see him getting his chance, man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely glad. Yo, salute to the chat. Yeah, yeah the Bobo's balling. <laughs> Bobo's balling. Even though he only had six points tonight. Uh, I'm not even yeah. I'm not even call him Black Victor. I'm calling Victor uh, <laughs> Black Bobo. <laughs> That's fair, yeah, man. He played, he played 32 minutes tonight. <laughs> oh man! Yo, Yo, side note: that Mavs draft pick looking good. I don't know if y'all been paying attention. It's looking good right now. Oh yeah, is it? it oh, is. Wait, aren't we? Aren't they like 13th now or something like that? Yep. Mm. Let me see. Wait, so what, tonight. Thank you, KP. The key, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> They're at nine and ten. Nine oh, and ten. All right. Is that top ten protected? Their pick. Yes. Mm. It sure is, but it's probably gonna be eleven or twelve. Yeah, I'll yeah, take I can it. See that. I can see that. that might be a really good pick in this year's draft. That's what I'm saying. And I'm saying that's the type of pick I'm saying. Like, if you wanted to get an Anthony Edwards. You know, you're offering a bunch of picks, including that one. Yeah, definitely. Yep. You you make that definitely. move. You make that move. We're not dead yet. Like I said last time, man, we are might be a mid team, but we are mid team with picks. We have the most assets to get out oh, of absolutely. mid. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Anybody else? It's not like I was expecting the Knicks to win a chip this year. I just want to see some continuity, some development. I, I like that. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm looking you next year, two years from now. I like our chance. There's, always, there's going to be some guy next summer that's going to want to leave his team. There's some star that's going to want to leave. I don't know who it is, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, there's other teams that are, are mid and don't have the draft capital or the young players, the tradable assets like we do. We have a pretty competent front office. I'm still a Leon Rose fan, Scott Perry fan, Walt Perrin fan. Really? You know, really? We're, in a, we're in a good position to improve when the right trade comes along. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. They got us in a good position. I'm not worried Super about it. Super position. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel like we talked about everything. I, I just want to mention IQ. Um, I don't know what happened to him. It kind of sucks. Yeah, I feel like either, man. I don't even know what's going on. he's finally started to hit like a little bit of a stride. He started hitting his shots. Um, I thought today oh, they just said it was his knee sprain, right? I mean, that's it. It said sore knee. Sore knee. Okay. Yeah. So he just needs to rest, man. Yo, I was liking his game, the man. He was hitting the shot. He crossed up JJ to the point where he he was turning around in the circle. Then Jay no. tried to, to uh, bait him into scoring really? him. He gets Obi a wide open three. Like I was liking his game today, so it's, it sucks that he sprained his knee today because it's they got him as listed one. as day to day. So it could be just he needs to rest the game and maybe be back on Wednesday. Right. They got him as day to day. Right. This might be the time to play a little bit more Deuce. Um, it yeah. seems it seems like Rose is still getting the time, but um. Yeah, this might be time to play me a little more deuce, especially with these trade rumors, whether it might be IQ or Derrick Rose going. I kind of feel like Deuce is getting five minutes here and there because they're anticipating a move happening. And yeah, they're trying to like right. sprinkle in some minutes for him. I think that's what's get going him, on. Get him, get him acclimated. Yeah. Bit. And I agree with you. I think something's coming. Well, I, I thought quickly would be next summer, but it could be before that, depending on what they're offered. Yeah. And this, you, you read, it just seems like the Knicks want a first rounder in exchange for IQ. 
Um, I don't know. He's playing pretty well. He, they they might get it. We'll see what's yes. gonna happen. Yeah, they win a first. I think they're gonna get a first rounder. Like to me, that he's a first rounder. You gotta get a first rounder. Yeah, and he's a playing above rounder. his. They want to make He's playing above his pick level. Yeah, he's pick twenty five. He's probably he's he's playing like a thirteenth or so pick. I think he's playing yeah. a lot. Of, you know, he's playing a lot of his level. Mm. You know, see, he, he definitely to me. And I think you get him the opportunity that Tyrese Maxey has, and I think you're gonna get similar results, man. Because this, I think they would both be good. Yeah, Maxey's Maxey, that guy. <laughs> you know me. I'm I'm in the I'm in the quickly hive. I still yeah, feel yeah. like I feel like the decision making has has uh, gotten a lot better over this stretch. The shot just hasn't been hitting. Uh, no, he's so, become a better player. He's, huh? Yeah a better player both sides of the ball yeah yes. he's gotten better okay. like he got the the erratic playmaking out of system like after the first what seven yep. seven yep. games seven games or so he just needs yep. to hit and once he starts to hit i think he's gonna be a really good player but uh we'll yep. see what happens with the future of iq and he's one of those guys i feel like as the season goes on he will shoot better it's gonna be tough to see him leave but uh, like i said i feel like he's out the door anyway because somebody's gonna offer him a starting position yeah, I agree. Yeah, guy who can set up teammates, play defense. Uh, yeah, this, this is going to be a yeah, premium. I'm looking, I'm looking at Houston, San Antonio, Washington, and Miami. All of those teams could use him, and and he and he could start for any of them. Houston, so, San Antonio. Give me San Antonio. Give me Houston. <laughs> yeah, because I like Houston because I want Tyrese, but the, but I'm saying I can see because he's from the DC area, so right. I can see him. But um, I'm yeah. I'm just looking at the value of their picks. So I'm looking at Houston. You know, I'm oh yeah, at, <laughs> oh yeah. I'm looking oh, at yeah. Houston. If it was to happen, because you know me, I'd rather have IQ go in a big package and not just a one-on-one for a pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We talked about Someone, this before. Do you think the, I don't know if the Knicks will do it that way? Do you think they'll do it? I don't know if they do it that way. It seems I, like I according like to Fred Katz, it seems like that's what they might be doing. Like they might I be just like looking for a pick. Randall with him, I'm good. Hmm. They can move Julius with him. Yeah, if I guess a, a Julius sa- salary dump, and if we're getting a player back, if we're getting a player yeah, back, I want a player too. I want a player. Give me, me Tari Eason. How many um, years? Eric, how many years Eric Gordon got left on his contract? Who Derrick Rose? Eric, Eric Gordon. Oh, Eric Gordon. Is he an expiring? I feel like he's almost expiring. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Getting 19, 19. We, let me we shout out the super chats while you're looking at it up. All right. Shout out to Robert Paris. He's a 999 super chat. It says, Nice to see RJ with some consistency. Uh, three point disparity was the difference today. Yep. We need to hit threes, man. We did, we, did, we started right, so a little bit. Guaranteed for 23-24. This is his last guaranteed season. This is his last guaranteed season. So, okay, yeah, so expiring contract at Eric Gordon. And Tyree Eason and give me some pictures. <laughs> Who the? Is that a three-team trade? I don't want to know. I like him as a player, but I'm all grind. He's expiring. He's expiring. Yeah, so that's, true. that's true. That's true. That's true. Like cut him he, and he, he can, can walk. You can actually buy, you can actually buy him out. Yeah, you can cut him. He can just walk. You're right about that. Yeah, yeah. You're right. But 
Because his, his 2023 is not is a non-guaranteed $21 million contract. There's nobody going to pick that up. So he's he's going to he's got 19 and a half this year, and then he's done. Oh, that works. Yeah, so that works. That you wouldn't work. even have to cut Eric Gordon. You just flip him at the trade deadline. Someone's going to want him, one of the contenders. Yes. That's right. true. Yeah, I, it depends on how early you do it. You know what I'm saying? It depends on how hey, early you do it. Isn't, isn't the Lakers GM Rob Palenka? Mm-hmm. Oh, the Lakers he, would definitely want him. And he's Eric Gordon's agent. Oh, how does oh that work? I could see Philly Daryl Morey wanting to bring him pair him oh, again I with Harden too. Oh yes, I could definitely see that. Oh yes, oh yeah, I could see that. Man, this is gonna be interesting. Let's see what happens this trade deadline. Oh, man, trade it. We my Knicks just continue to develop. You already know. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the teams with the picks. If you're gonna tell me I'm gonna trade Eric Gordon to the Lakers or or the Sixers, I'm looking at those Laker picks. Like, hey, yeah. send them to the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I'm getting Houston and Laker picks this season, yeah, 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 right, okay. right, 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 right. <laughs> Miami, right. yeah, you can keep your 30th pick of the. Right. <laughs> right. Give me that Lotto pick for Houston, baby. Exactly. Dude. Shout out to Echelon and sends a two dollars super chat. He says we're in a good position, which is why they hate tax. I hate tax. I hate taxes too. Me, Me too. too. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to JG Riddick who gives a nine 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 super chat. Says your salute hashtag all eighty two. Okay. And we have one caller left. I guess we can get to this call and we can wrap it up. Yeah. Next caller up is G. G, let us know what you want to talk about, sir. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, G from, you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, G from uh, Brooklyn. It's New York music. Uh, what's up? What's up, Raw? What's up, Dale? What's going on? What's uh, yeah, I caught the second half of the game. Yeah, it was, it was tough. We kept it pretty close. You know, Jalen, yeah, he was he was doing Jalen things down the stretch, but the, the last two buckets was tough. But I, I try I trust ball in his hands. Yeah, it was just a tough loss. But hopefully, you know, I, I like to line up with uh, Jalen, RJ, uh, Cam, uh, Randall, and Mitch. I think I think it's like a good lineup for us. But hopefully, you know, figure it out. We got Detroit next. I think I think that's a beautiful game. Absolutely. So yeah, it was, it was tough down the stretch. Absolutely. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, we get it together. Right. <laughs> and and Rob, I'm with you, man. No, no stress tries, man. We, we go miss, man. <laughs> <laughs> Block this, baby. Block this. All right, fellas. Enjoy, enjoy the evening. All right, yo, salute to you, man. <laughs> I got a. I did some some research over the weekend. I saw that um the best two man, three man, four man, five man combinations for the Knicks on offense all involved Emmanuel quickly. And oh the yeah, best, best right. five man rotation was Brunson, quickly, Reddish, Obi, and Sims. It's been that way for like a more than a year that most of the positive lineups include quickly. I mean, yeah, just, every year. Yeah. I mean, he's he's just like that man. That guy's, and that's what I'm saying. Probably point guard, not a point guard, whatever, whatever. They do better when he's in the lineup. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they do good. They do better when he's in the lineup. Man, 
I, I'm I'm partial to quickly. I still I hope I don't know I don't know if he's gonna be Damn here. Good. Like I, I feel bleak about guys like quickly and Obi. If like I'd be shocked if we can get uh through the next three years keeping both of them. I expect well, at least the one of them is, to be gone. When they signed Jalen Brunson quickly. That was the quickly was gone to me. When they signed Jalen Brunson, quickly was gone. the fact that quickly's only started two games. Um, tells you something. Yeah. Even yeah. when we desperately needed a point guard, uh, even when we needed perimeter defense this season, yeah. and we yeah. didn't have, and we started Evan Fournier, and he didn't even consider quickly, right? Who was our best He's perimeter be, defender at the time? Yep. He's be gone, before Cam emerged and like, ah, uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. That plus yeah. all the weird stuff has been happening on Instagram. I don't know. It seems like his family was was going off on Instagram talking about. Uh, oh really? Hmm. Quickly's family. Uh, I don't know if it's his fam or his friends were were talking about how these guy young guys play hard, but you don't give them the, the the minutes they deserve. You be happy that they're good team players. Yeah, I'm looking at the, the best five-man rotations. And of all the positive rotations, of the top nine, the only nine, Quickly's in seven of them. Yeah. Yep. And he has the highest on-off stats on the team again <laughs> Yep. this year. Yep. And by, like, a lot. And the highest net See, rating on the team. It's- really, truly, though, you would have had to not sign Brunson to make Quickly your guy. Yeah. So, And I'm happy we signed Brunson. And, and like, I still want to see what we have in quickly. And to me, if I'm quickly, I'm a, I'm kind of offended. Oh, you're not even gonna give me a shot at it, and you're gonna go out and sign this guy, and make a big deal of it. Okay, I'm gone. You know, let me get my keys somewhere else. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And my, my, hopefully, it works out in my mind. But I don't know what's gonna happen. But you already know me. I'm quickly have all day. I'm quickly have too. I like. <laughs> But I'm not gonna sleep on quickly either. I like what you got heard you heard you. Salute to the chat, man. We talked about everything. Everything. There was no real format. It was freestyle today. It was it, it was jazz. <laughs> yeah. Off the top. Now the worst one of the worst 117, almost 118 minutes, Hartenstein with, with Reddish, can uh, Randall, Brunson, and Barrett. Negative five and a half. Yeah. Our I hate that been Randall bad. Hardenstein pairing. That's an awful pairing up front when it's Randall and Hardenstein. It's really bad. Yeah, and it, and I kind of man, I I kind of called it earlier, but I didn't want to. I don't want to be right about that. I'm hope I'm hoping but, maybe in my mind Achilles heals up and then something yeah, happens. Maybe I'm hoping that's what's gonna happen because we. But need if to you get replace, if you replace, if you put quickly in the lineup. It's RJ quickly, Brunson, Randall, and Robinson. Twenty-eight minutes plus fourteen. Mm. Quickly just, just does it. Yo, Castle King quickly is injured. He he has a sore right knee, and he said he's day to day, right, Raw? Yeah, he got him they, right now. I'm looking at the Knicks on um, ESPN. They got him listed as day to day. They said sore right knee and will not return. He's day to day. I think we'll get a better idea tomorrow. Um, when uh, you know when uh, Tibbs does his post practice presser, yeah. we'll find out. Yo, shout out to Echelon. He sends a two dollars super chat. It says, <laughs> "If Lee wants to stretch 
hang Mitch upside down. <laughs> Y'all don't be picking on my man Lee now. Come on now. I never run from the smoke, and I'd said it. Name me a champion in the last six years that did not employ a stretch five. I'll wait. I'll be waiting here till I'm a skeleton, bro. They all had stretch fives. No, man, you counting guys like Brooke Lopez and Draymond Green? Come there's, on, there's man. Stretch fives. Me, man. And these there's guys play very little roles on your team as far as as far as the championship. You got superstars. You got all-time superstars on those teams, man. Yep. I mean, you this do. is no joke. That's when they won championships. You he, say they won championships. Of Giannis. You give me Giannis with three guys in junior high school, I'm going to the playoffs. Come on, man. And then you I'm get- just talking about the center position. They no, I know, but I'm saying to me, I stretch five. I see, the, I see the, what he's saying, Raw. What he's saying, Raw, is look, I, I explained this to somebody else too. Not in to build a team, right? You usually have a formula. Your formula is yes. your guy who can play make, your guy who can be your 3D wing, your guy who can be a hard-nosed defender, who can shut down another guy. Like, you have your your guys who are in their roles, and then mm-hmm. there's a guy who's a stretch five guy. He's not... Lee is not saying that the stretch five guy is the main guy. He's saying stretch fives, like, stretch fives along with stars have been the recipe to win, is what he's saying. Well, that's what I'm saying, because, like, okay, let's take Brooke Lopez. He's been a stretch five for a long time. Like, I mean, a long time, right? He was stretch five when he was on the Nets, and he came to Milwaukee as a stretch five. He's been able to shoot the three a long time. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until Giannis with Middleton and Jeru Holiday came into his life that he wins a championship. And I hear it. That's good. But he wasn't no guy. They could have won that chip. If they had Mitchell Robinson, they still win the chip. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Brooke Lopez opened up the, the Brooke Lopez opened up the offense for them to have their driving lanes to the bucket because of his ability to stretch the floor. That's why they chose him. And that's why most modern NBA teams are now shifting toward having a center who can he be had able a to a bunch of guys that can stretch the floor. It wasn't just Brooke Lopez. No, Brooke Lopez was one of the best. I don't know. They got they had a bunch of guys. I'm just saying they had a bunch of guys that could stretch the floor. It wasn't they had they had um, Connaughton. They had the kid from Louisville. All of those guys played roles. I mean, the center position adds a brand new dynamic that the other positions don't. When you have it from your center, that's all I'm saying. The year they won a championship, Marcus Sow shot forty four percent from three. Forty four percent. That's the a year big they won the championship. Right? What was that? Two years ago. Three, with the Toronto Raptors. Him and Ibaka both knocking down threes in the front court. Let, let me look at that. Let me look at that. Uh, let me look at that team. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, we got to do the live right, stat. So they, they, the they won in 2021, 2021-2022, right? They, their starting unit that played 508 minutes together was Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday, Dante DiVincenzo, and, of course, the free. And they won. That's I think that's the team that won the championship. Yes. 21-22, right? yeah. Okay, so... I'm saying to you, like, you're talking to me about Chris Middleton, Holiday, DiVincenzo, all of those guys. And then Lopez, they all stretched the floor. Okay, all of them did. And so you open up the floor for, for an all-time great generational talent. And, yes, they win the championship. But you're not going to get that guy. I'd rather look at a team like 
Detroit or, or that won a chip or give me a team like um, even this Toronto because I don't consider Toronto had a straight. You you meant you named Marcus Hall, but eh, I don't think he was that big a deal on that. It team. was the second best three point percentage of his career and the best in ten years. Did he? Yeah, forty four percent from three at the center. What year was that? Did, what year did they win the chip? Was it twenty nineteen? Nineteen, uh, eighteen and nineteen. Burke Lopez, the year they won a championship. Second best three point shooting of all t- of his entire career, the year they won a championship. Second best, of course, playing point three five eight. Second best of his career. Okay, so all right, so the championship team that won for Toronto, their starting unit was Siakam, Lowry, Leonard, Ibaka is the guy you're talking about, and 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 uh, who is it? Danny Green. That was their starting unit. Ibaka um, shot threes that that. Yeah, Ibaka is really a four. is a four, but they played him at the five. He was that's five. why I say so they played they played the actually they played him and Siakam. They played both of those guys at the five. That's but, why I said the alternative is you you play what small. What I'm saying is that when I'm looking I'm looking at their top four lineups for this is the championship year. All right, I'm looking at their top four lineups, and your boy wasn't even in. He was in the fourth line that played 160 minutes. That that was he wasn't a major player in that line in that team. That's what I'm saying. Oh yes, he was. It was, a, oh, it yes, was, was. No, he wasn't. I'm I looking. I'm looking at that. I don't think Marcus. I don't remember Marcus playing that much in the in the Toronto chip here. You talking about Brooke Lopez or Marcus Gasol? Marcus. Five hundred and forty. He's talking about the Toronto, right? He's talking about Toronto yeah. chip. They 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 rotated him and Ibaka. One of those two was at center at all times. Him and Ibaka, and both were stretch fives. Talking all times, right? So, 546 minutes that year, Ibaka played. Okay, and and then when Ibaka wasn't in the lineup for 187 minutes, Fred Van Fleet was there. Then their third was 186 minutes, and Fred Van Fleet was there with with Ibaka, Leonard, Siakam, and, and they took. So why those stats are that way? Because they acquired Marcus Sol halfway through the season, so he didn't have a full season to. Uh, All right, so 160, 160 minutes. That was plus the 160 minutes. That was plus 13. Gasol was in that lineup with Siakam, Lowry, Leonard, Green, and him. Yes, yeah, so there was those. But I still, I'm trying to tell you, man, he wasn't that dude. Yeah, That's the reason why those those minute statistics are skewed is because they acquired him midway through the season, so he didn't have the same amount of minute accumulations as the rest of the players. He was a mid season trade. And he won no, the perhaps that is true. But I'm up. saying, but I'm saying, I'm not seeing him as the key piece that's winning that chip with them. They could have won it without. He was key piece at center between him Castle and Ibaka playing that position. Castle King. Yeah. What I was saying was, you if you can't get a stretch five, because sometimes not all stretch fives are career equal, as you can see, yeah. if you try to do this that with Hartenstein. Sometimes maybe you just play small. You, you get your four who no, can, can see, like guard said, some fives at some times, mix yeah, it in with your traditional State. shot blocker and play and play the matchup game. No, when you mention Golden State, that's a small ball line, right? right. So you're talking about um Draymond and Dray, but Draymond, how many six, seven guys could guard all five positions? Man, that's what. That's what makes him to me. I don't. It's almost like saying LeBron James is a small forward. I mean, you can't really. I w- I wouldn't put him in a category like that because he could. He, this guy played could guard all five positions. Right. I agree with the chat saying that it's a debate based on preference. It just happens to be that way. My preference is how the last six NBA championships have been won. So. 
I don't even think that's true. They didn't. The last thing they did. <laughs> it's true. It's just like it's oh, numbers. It's I think I think that's skewed. I think you're skewing that way because if you're counting goals, they weren't. They play small ball. Yeah, small ball because they had a center who to shoot. That's why they play small ball. They play small ball because they had a guy that could guard five positions. That's yes, that situation is only Draymond. But for Toronto and the Lakers, they had guys who they played small because eighty to shoot the three. Okay, so okay, I tell you, I tell you what, this is what we do, Lee. Let's get a stretch five on the roster, and that way when we win, we'll say, okay, we had a stretch five on the roster. How about that? I only want to get a stretch five if, if we have a superstar. We don't have one right now, so let's stay with Mitch and keep developing him and you know raise his value and raise his ability. I, I don't want to make any of those trades right now until we're on a path toward contention. Once we are and there's a guy out there to get, go get him. That's all well, I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, okay, so now, okay, so you're talking about like a couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I started my so, argument with that. I prefaced it with that. Not right now, but it, once we're in the mode, we got yeah. Anthony Edwards, Mello Ball. Then, if it made sense, you know, bring in a stretch five, but that complements our players. Shout out to, yeah, yeah, shout yeah. out to I'm Forever Cash. The best, the best anti stretch five argument you might have is is Draymond Green a shooter? No, he's not. He used to be. He used to be. Thirty two percent career three point shoot. He yeah, used to be. That's the best. Thirty two percent. That's the best argument you're gonna. Ah, all right. The best. Argument. I mean, I'm looking. At, what was his best year shooting from three? I'm looking here. Let me see here. Yeah. The best year shooting from three. It's probably the year they 20, lost to the. the no, lost to the, um, Cavs, right? No, he he shot 39 percent 2015 2016. Yeah. That was by far his best year. Yeah. Every other year he's in like the low 30s, even 20s. Yeah. This year he's shooting 35. That's his second best year ever. Oh, this year. Okay. He's shooting he's shooting average. The year they won the chip was, I think 2014, 15, he shot 34. When he had Durant, he shot 31. And then last year he shot 20. Oh, let's give him 30% last year. 30%. But all right. All right. Well, anyway. All right. We we, we talked about I'll, that I'll today. Keep, I'm keeping block less, man. I was just a fan. Of, I was the fan of debate. Get my popcorn. Like, oh, this is it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. To, I mean, it's a good hypothetical, but I'm, I'm, I'm I just, you know, I respectfully said I just disagree. I'm just keeping. I'm I, keeping blocked. Well, look, 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 one last thing for Draymond Green. Look at the years they were in the finals, West Conference Finals, and look at the percentages that he shot from three. And now I'll tell you all you need to know. My man was clutch. Wait, what, what years aside from 2015, 16, 2017. 2016, 17, or 2017? 17, 18, he shot a whopping 30% from three. And the year For before that, five, he shot 31%. That's all you need. Huh? That's all you need. 2016, he shot 41% from three. No, he never shot 41. He shot 31 in 2016. No. I'm 2016. looking at this stat, bro. He shot 31% from three. <laughs> I, I'm that's what he shot. Point four oh zero. I'm looking at playoffs in the finals. Are oh, you talking about playoffs? I'm talking about his. I'm talking about his regular stats. You talking oh, about I'm playoffs? Talking about, I'm saying the playoffs. That's oh, what matters. Playoffs. Okay, in the playoffs. Okay, in the playoffs. And you said 2017, 2016 in the finals. In the finals, forty-one percent. Yeah, I don't. I'm not, I agree. I mean, I don't see it, but I believe you. I'm just saying it ain't. I ain't. He, first of all, he ain't no stretch five. Period. He ain't. I ain't. Uh, all right. All right.
All right. Good debate, guys. Good debate. If you like the debate, if you want to get the show, man, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, man. Um, I'm trying to talk you after every game. We don't usually have everybody here, but I was glad to see. Hey, where's Ryan G? Yeah, Ryan G is actually in New York right now. So okay. you, as if you guys know Ryan Lee, Ryan, Ryan G, I call Ryan Lee. It's like Ryan and Lee like combined or something. Ryan right. G moved to Indiana. <laughs> So yeah. all of his stuff is in Indiana, and now he's in New York. Um, so I'm, I'm just trying to actually see him before he, he moves back out. Hopefully, his schedule is kind of lined up. But um, yeah, he'll be back. But he's not here today. Yeah. All right. Hell yeah. yeah. But good show, guys. Yeah. Always love talking basketball and talking Knicks with you guys, man. You guys are the best. All yeah, right. Babe. Knicks, what's the next game? Is the next game tomorrow? Tuesday. Next game is Tuesday versus the Pistons. It should be a, a dub. I don't want to say nothing yet. Should be. Don't get But they got to play Milwaukee Wednesday for back to back. I was getting to that. That Wednesday game, yeah, it's not going to be easy. Um, They played us tough. Last time, um, we talked about this role. We thought this was gonna put Drew Holiday on Jalen Brunson, and yeah, they ended up putting uh, that, that, that kid on him, and he shut him down. Put, um, yeah, the, the Javon Carter, right? Yeah, Carter. Javon Carter. Carter. Carter shut him down. He, shut him. he kept running into a brick wall. Carter, Shoot. yeah. So I'm wondering how the Knicks are gonna like kind of remedy that, and hopefully we can figure some things out versus Move the, Bucks, the basketball. It was rough. Move the basketball. Move the ball. He played good. Javon played good defense on Luca at night too. Yeah, oh, nice game, fourteen yeah. six. Yeah, he, tough yep. yeah, he's a, he's a tough one. So hopefully, comes we, out of West Virginia, like one of our guys. Right. So we got an interesting week, and then we got the Mavs on Saturday. Oh, let's go! We at the Garden? Yes, it is. At the yeah, Garden. At the garden. Yeah. Then we got the Mavs on Saturday, and the Cavs on Mavs Sunday. Always Mavs are always a big game. They're yeah. like playing our cousin. So it's gonna be an interesting week. It's gonna be an interesting week. Uh Definitely. all right. So you know, that's our show. Shout out to Jay Boogie. I saw Jay Boogie in the chat. So shout out to you. Thanks for dropping in Jay Boogie. Uh I think did Jay Boogie drop a video? Did he? I think Jay oh, Boogie yeah, dropped a video. Milwaukee, so go check out Dallas. Jay Boogie's video. We got Milwaukee, Dallas, and Cleveland at home. Yeah. It's gonna be tough. That's gonna be a tough one. That's gonna be super tough. Then we got the Hawks. We owe the Hawks some payback. We owe them. We owe them some payback. JL is cred ward wants the bra. <laughs> the bra. He wants the bra? The bra for what? What was he the said, bra? He moment? said, where's the bra? Oh, the bra. Oh, yeah. the bra fix. <laughs> for those old school KOT fans, we used to end every show with ooh picks and bra picks uh, back when we was in the garage days. Um, usually my man Ryan G is the king of the bruh. He like he he always picks some really good ones. Um, he did. He did. <clears throat> what was a bruh pick today? Mm, bruh pick. Um. Well, one bruh pick for me was Julius <laughs> Randall deciding to leave J- Jared Jackson open in the corner for three. I think. Yes, bruh. bruh. That's right. That's bruh. bruh. That's bruh. it. Bruh. Bruh. Sorry. Yeah. 
That right. and he missed it. But when we were talking about how he just doesn't try sometimes, that was one of the times. He was like, he was just literally camped out on shot three. And I was he just like right open. Who's the man's is this? That's a bro pick today. Yeah. I have no crazy bro pricks today. That's that's the best I can get. Yeah, that was the most outstanding one, I think. Yeah. Defensively, yeah. That was the most egregious oh, defensive play. If I had to give him no, seriously, I'm gonna give it to Tiz because he should have played Jericho Sims. Bruh. Bruh. Yeah. That Hartenstein minutes in the third quarter. Yeah, bruh. That's Come when on, we that's when the we lead started to build. That was a, a pivotal moment in the game where I felt yeah. like we went Hardenstein a little bit too long and we should have just went Sims. Yeah. They would just go be another 15 minute game. We need those minutes back. Jericho. Mm hmm. Yep. All right. All right. That's the best we can come up with on the fly. Thanks. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> All right. You know, that was our show. Raw. You let them know where they can find you, sir. Raw Hebrew Remnant. Raw Hebrew Remnant. Raw Hebrew Remnant. Raw Hebrew Remnant. Patreon, Raw Hebrew Remnant. YouTube, Raw Hebrew Remnant. Twitter, Raw Hebrew Remnant. In the world, Raw Hebrew Remnant. <laughs> if you don't know Raw, Raw Hebrew, uh, puts on a great show on his YouTube channel across the street, so definitely go check that out. I'm pretty sure Fritz is putting that in the chat somewhere. To go find I start you. every morning with it. Double, double, double blessings. Every <laughs> I start my day with, with Raw Hebrew Remnant every single morning. Oh man, bless you. There it is. There it bless is. You, brother. And also, you are where can they find you, sir? Lee? On Twitter, talking Matt's Matt's Matt. I've been on yeah. one lately, man. Yeah. I, can't, I can't help it. It's love. If you want to see Matt Lee on. call somebody a bum, go on. <laughs> <laughs> love it, man. Uh yeah. At at underscore Lee Escobedo, L-E-E-E-S-C-O-B-E-D-O. Every now and then I drop my links to my writing, but more, yeah, more so often than not, I'm calling someone a bum. So find me on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Your bum takes. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Lee, man. Hey, you're uh, going to find us, man. You can find us at the KOT show on Twitter, the Nick Tom show, Instagram, and Facebook. Get those snapbacks. Uh, oh, so I saw somebody order a snapback like the other day. Yours is coming. But get the snapbacks, uh, blue and orange and black and white at the nickatimeshow.com. Uh, you can also listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, um, and everywhere you can listen to podcasts. All right. All righty then. That is our show. We are out of here. And guess what, guys? As always. Shut out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here. These Knicks, YouTube streets. That's our show. We out of here. Peace. Usually Ryan says, Peace. <laughs> <laughs>